praise the Lord, beloved people. This is Repent North America, and I'm your host, Senior Pastor Trace LaCroix from Maryland Alta in the United States. And we're under the Senior Archbishop of USA, Louis Lupo, who was also the General Overseer of North America. And we're all under the mightiest, mightiest prophets of the Lord, the Ministry of Repentance and Holiness, the Ministry of Elijah. This episode, the first episode, we're going to look at the powerful Midnight Express service, the Friday night vigil service that we had on March 12, 2021, the live stream service of the mightiest, mightiest prophets of the Lord, showing us the true definition of the true followers of Jesus. And we're going to see how we fit in that model that Jesus left us, his example, as a modern day church in 2021, either we're his true followers or not. Without any further delay, we'll get straight into the message. Jesus replied The hour has come for the Son of Man to be glorified So you can imagine he must have shouted from that end from the inner court he must have shouted to them to the, into the Gentile court that they may hear when they said we want to see Jesus Jesus replied the hour has come for the son of man to be glorified verily verily I say unto you unless a kernel of wheat falls to the ground and dies it remains only a single seed but if it dies it produces many seeds anyone who loves their life will lose it while anyone who hates their life in this world will keep it for eternal life. So in other words, Jesus was essentially defining to the entire earth, to the universe. He was inside the temple. He was speaking from the place where many high priests came and ministered over the centuries. Where they offered the lamb of sacrifice on every occasion. Many high priests stood there and ministered. Many lambs were slaughtered at that place in that temple. So finally, many high priests of Israel stood there and ministered. Then finally now the high priest of God is standing there and giving this ministration. The ultimate high priest. The first and the last. Melchizedek, the priest of God most high, finally stands inside the temple of God and ministers to the entire universe. 
kizedeki kuhani wa Mungu aliyejuu sana hatimaye sasa anasimama pale na kuhudumu and when he ministers to them na wakati anapowahudumia to the whole earth dunia yote mzima the entire humanity kwa wanadamu wote kabisa born and not yet born wale ambao wamezaliwa na bado ambao hajajaliwa he begins to show them the way of how to enter the kingdom of eternal life the kingdom of god the biggest question for the high priest whenever they stood in the temple of god to minister Their biggest question has always been how do we lead people into the kingdom of God the kingdom of eternal life That's why you see Nicodemus went to Jesus and asked, "Master, Rabbi, we know that you are a teacher that has come from our God in heaven." Na ndio sababu muone ya kwamba Nicodemus alimwendea Yesu na kumuuliza ya kwamba, "Rabbi, mwalimu, tujue ya kwamba wewe ndiwe ambaye umekuja toka katika ufalme wa mbinguni." Because the way you are raising cripples, the way you are opening deaf blind eyes, deaf ears can tell us that you must have come from God Yahweh inside heaven. Kwa sababu jinsi ambavyo unawainua viwete, jinsi ambavyo unafungua macho vipofu na kuzibua masikio ya viziwi inaweza kutuambia tu ya kwamba lazima umetoka katika ufalme wa Mungu yawe mbinguni. The way you have raised dead bodies, the signs and wonders you have done, nobody can do except that they have come from God the Father himself. Jinsi ambavyo umewafufua wapo, jinsi ambavyo umefanya ishara na maajabu, hakuna yeyote ambaye anaweza kufanya hiyo ijapokuwa tu lazima awe amekuja toka kwa Mungu Baba mwenyewe. Then he asked, how can I get into the kingdom of Yahweh, the kingdom of the God of Israel, the kingdom of heaven? Kisha akauliza, "Je, basi ni vipi ambavyo ninaweza kuingia katika ufalme wa Mungu Yahweh, ufalme wa mbinguni, ufalme wa Mungu wa Israeli?" The central theme of worship in any religion. Mada kuu kabisa ya ibada katika dini yoyote ile is to help people tell them how can you get into eternal life. Ni kuwasaidia watu na kuwaambia, "Je, ni vipi ambavyo unaweza kuingia katika uzima wa milele?" Even the idol religions are always trying to grapple with life after this life. Hata zile dini za sanamu kila wakati wao wanajaribu kungangana kabisa na maisha baada ya maisha haya. But then comes the true religion, the true Christ, the Messiah, the high priest over all generations and men. Lakini sasa inakuja dini iliyo ya kweli, dini ambayo ni Mosia, Kristo ambaye ni zaidi ya dini zote kabisa kabisa ya wanadamu wote. The high priest of God, Melchizedek. Yeye ambaye ni kuhani mkuu wa Mungu Melchizedek. The priest of God most high Elion. Kuhani wa Mungu aliyejuu sana Elion. So when he stands then then he gives an answer to the age old question how do we enter the kingdom of the God of Israel? Hivyo basi je wakati ambapo anaingia pale na sasa anapeana jibu How do we enter the kingdom of heaven? Anapeana jibu kwa swali hili je ni vipi ambavyo tutaingia katika ufalme wa mbinguni? And he says very clearly here. Na anasema kwa wazi kabisa hapa That very truly I tell you. Unless a kernel of wheat falls to the ground and dies. It remains a single seed. Referring to himself and the hour of glorification to die to go to the cross that has come for him. 
akizungumza kujihusu yeye mwenyewe na saa ya kutukuzwa ya kufa ambayo imewadia sasa kwa ajili yake and also referring to you which i'm coming to shortly just be there just hold it right there na pia akiashiria ninyi ambaye nitakuja kwenu pia shikilieni tu hapo it remains only a single seed if it does not fall to the ground and die But if it dies it produces many seeds. Meaning its true identity is then revealed. Meaning its productivity is then exuded revealed. Verse 25 of John chapter 12. Then he shows them the way to enter heaven. That anyone who loves their life will lose it. While anyone who hates their life on this earth will keep it for eternal life he shows them the way to enter eternal life lakini naye anayechukia maisha yake katika ulimwengu huu basi atayapata hata katika uzima wa milele hivyo basi anawaonyesha njia ya kuingia katika uzima wa milele then he says verse 26 whoever serves me must follow me And where I am my servant also will be. Then he finishes by saying my father will honor the one who serves me. This is one of the most potent scriptures in the Bible. And it's one of the most sobering messages Jesus left behind after he finished the job. These this is a moment of reckoning in the Bible. Because Jesus is essentially speaking to this generation. And I'm glad I'm saying this when we are trending number one, meaning really a like population can hear this tonight. Globally. And number one in many nations. At this time the Lord is directing on how to enter heaven. What is Jesus saying here then? The Lord is saying that if you want to be his follower a true follower of Christ again that if you want to enter the kingdom of heaven you want to go and enter the kingdom of God as i know all of you want Then he says the following. He says that anyone who loves their life on this earth will lose it. While anyone that hates their life on this earth will actually gain eternal life. And remember that I'm talking to a generation that really really love their life on this earth. Let me put it even better. Remember that I am talking to a church, a generation of church 
that really really love their life on this earth kumbukeni ya kwamba ninazungumza na kizazi cha kanisa ambacho wanapenda sana zaidi maisha yao hapa duniani and jesus is defining for you very clearly those who are going to be the citizens of the kingdom of eternal life in heaven na yesu anawatambulishia vyema kabisa kwa wazi wale ambao wanaenda kwa wazalendo raia wa ufalme wa mbinguni and he says that anyone that hates this life hates their life in this world will keep their life to eternal life na anasema kwamba na yeyote anayechukia maisha yake katika ulimwengu huu atayahifadhi maisha yake hata katika uzima wa milele the lord jesus is saying here bwana yesu anasema hapa that the present day church ya kwamba kanisa la sasa hivi that the present day pastor ya kwamba mchungaji wa leo hii that the present day christian believers ya kwamba waumini wa kristo wa leo hii have to rethink their salvation ni lazima wakaweza kufikiria tena uokovu wao have to rethink their christianity ni lazima wakaweza kufikiria tena ukristo wao in other words they got it wrong kwa maneno mengine wameifanya kimakosa they are on another road wako katika barabara nyingine that is leading to a place called gehenna hell ambayo inawapeleka mahali paitopo gehenna because he's saying those who are headed to the kingdom of god kwa sababu anasema kwamba wale wanaoenda kwenye ufalme wa Mungu that you ought to hate your life on this earth ya kwamba ni lazima uchukie maisha yako hapa duniani to the extent kwa kiwango ya kwamba that you are under pressure you can't wait for the coming kingdom ya kwamba uko chini ya msukumo unangojea kwa shauku sana ule ufalme ujao in other words those that will enter the kingdom of heaven jesus says my words are in red here kwa maneno mengine wale ambao wataingia katika ufalme wa mbinguni Yesu asema maneno yangu yameandikwa katika wekundu hapa He says that those that will enter the kingdom of eternal life with God Almighty Anasema kwamba wale ambao wataingia katika ufalme wa uzima wa milele na Mungu mkuu mwenyezi They are people that during this life they hate their lives here ni watu ambao katika wakati huu wanayachukia maisha yao hapa sasa hivi. In other words, kwa maneno mengine, their holy souls. Hiyo ni nafsi ya Their righteous souls. Nafsi zao, their holy souls, their righteous souls. Nafsi zao takatifu, nafsi zao za haki are being tormented right now on this earth. Sasa hivi zinateswa wakati huu duniani humo. Are being suppressed right now on this earth when they look at the sin of this world. Sasa hivi zinagandamizwa kabisa katika ulimwengu huu ulimwenguni humo sasa hivi wanapoangalia dhambi ya ulimwengu huu. That their hearts and righteous souls when they look at the sinfulness of the present world their hearts and souls are literally being tormented and tortured ya kwamba nafsi zao na mioyo zao za haki na takatifu wanapotazama asili ya dhambi ya ulimwengu huu sasa hivi zinateswa sana katika souls are being oppressed and being suppressed when they look at the sinfulness of this world nafsi zao na mioyo zao zinagandamizwa na kuteswa sana zi wanapoangalia udhambi wa ulimwengu huu that they cannot wait for when they have to leave this earth ya kwamba wanangojea kwa shauku kabisa wakati utakapoondoka duniani humo and he saying na anasema that if you can equate it is like lot the righteous soul of lot when he was in sodom and gomorrah how his righteous soul was tortured tormented suppressed and oppressed by the wickedness he saw on a daily basis ni kama vile 
nafsi ya haki ya Loti wakati ambapo alikuwa kule Sodoma na Gomora nafsi yake ilikuwa inagandamizwa na kudhalilishwa na kuumizwa sana na kuteswa sana wakati alipoangalia ile udhambi uliokuwepo kule kila siku he was tortured aliteseka sana and he saying that that is how you that are intending to enter heaven ought to be feeling now on the earth ya kwamba hivyo ndivyo ninyi ambao mnakusudia kuingia mbinguni mnapaswa kuwa mnahisi sasa hivi duniani and he saying that you have to feel that way ya kwamba ni lazima uhisi namna hiyo until you you decide to you says it is okay to lose your life that if it dies it produces many seeds then you can become productive he says ya kwamba ikifa inazambe gunyingi hivyo basi unaweza kuzama tunda mengi asema jesus was essentially telling them that he is about to go and die for humanity kimsingi yesu alikuwa anawaambia ya kwamba yuko karibu kwenda kufa kwa ajili ya binadamu but you can tell that he was telling them and you lakini unaweza that you also that want to follow him and serve him and worship him that you also must, must be prepared to die like that seed that hits the ground kama vile ile mbegu ambayo inaanguka ardhini na kufa they says anasema while anyone who hates their life in this world will keep it for eternal life kama mtu yeyote anayachukia maisha yake hapa ulimwenguni atayaweka kwa ajili ya uzima wa milele and then he now concludes that that type of person na kisha hatimaye anatihitimisha na kusema kwamba aina huyu is his true follower is the true christian is his true servant you know we all serve the lord jesus so that then he says is that he is his true servant and then he says whoever serves me must follow me and, and where i am my servant also must be and my father must honor he says my father will honor the one who serves me the lord was saying that if you look at the earth now the world and you find somebody that is loving their lives on this earth on the, in this world now he's saying then you can tell that that person is going to hell and yet he says that if you look at this life right now and you find somebody that hate their life on this earth then you can tell if they are born again you can tell that this person is going to eternal life with god so the lord jesus essentially divided the entire humanity into two in this scripture he divided into those that hate their lives on this earth they cannot stand this world 
aligawanya kwa wale ambao wanachukia maisha yao hapa duniani hawawezi kustahimili sana ulimwengu huu and those that love their lives of this earth na wale ambao wanayapenda maisha yao hapa duniani let us begin with the present day church wacha tuanze na kanisa la sasa hivi when you look at the present day pulpit the pastors unapotazama madhabahu ya leo hii wachungaji do you see pastors that hate their lives on this earth je mwaona wachungaji ambao wanachukia maisha yao hapa duniani instead the opposite is true badala yake kinyume chake ni kweli you see pastors unawaona wachungaji that love their lives on this earth ambao wanapenda maisha yao hapa duniani they look at coming to church to preach wanaangalia kuja kanisani kuhubiri as a means of getting money and getting resources to live an even better life on the earth to love their lives even more on this world kama mbinu ya kupata pesa na kupata rasilmali ya kuishi maisha bora kabisa hapa duniani this is such a game changer hii ni mahali pa kubadilisha kila kitu kabisa when jesus finally defined the church that will enter the kingdom of eternal life wakati ambapo yesu hatimaye alitambulisha kanisa ambalo litaingia katika ufalme wa mungu katika uzima wa milele and he says when you look at the present day pastor na anasema kwamba unapomtazama mchungaji wa leo hii do you see those people do you see pastors who are distressed and they are crying out lord how long shall we wait do you see pastors who are longing to get out longing out of here je kwa kweli unawaona wachungaji ambao wanasumbuka sana na kulia ya kwamba je bwana hadi lini hadi lini je unawaona wachungaji ambao wanatamani sana kuondoka hapa instead you see pastors pursuing private jets badala, private aircrafts badala yake unawaona wachungaji ambao wanaifuata kabisa ndege za kibinafsi pastors pursuing wealth of the earth investments they invest they open big investment institutions ubadala yake unawaona wachungaji ambao wanafuatilia kabisa mawekezo na vitu vya ulimwengu hivi mali za ulimwengu you see today's pastors are billionaires unaona wachungaji wa leo hii wao ni mabilionea sometimes when they come to you they say is that he's coming as a businessman to give a talk to business people wakati mwingine wanapokuja kwako unasikia wakisemea kwamba wanakuja kwako kama wanabiashara when they come to a nation they can say he's coming to talk to a business club because he's a billionaire in dollars wanapokuja kwa taifa wanasemea kwamba wanakuja kuzungumza na watu ambao ni wanabiashara kwa sababu yeye ni mwanabiashara katika And is flying his own private aircraft. Naye anaendesha ndege yake ya kibinafsi. And when you look at the present day pastor. Na wakati ambapo unamtazama mchungaji wa leo hii. You see that their model of service to God is upside down. Unaonea kwamba mbinu yao ya utumishi kwa Mungu imepinduka juu chini. They are enjoying life in this world. Wanafurahia kabisa wanaenjoy maisha hapa duniani. They love their lives on this earth in this world. Wanapenda kabisa maisha yao hapa duniani. They are meeting as pastors and enjoying themselves and having those kinds of meetings in places I don't want to mention wanakutana kama wachungaji na kujienjoy kujifurahia kabisa na kuona hizo mikutani mahali ambapo atastaki kutaja women are coming to them there they are tasting alcohols there wanawake wanakuja kwao hapo wanaonja pombe huko and he say na anasema that anyone that loves their life on this earth ya kwamba mtu yeyote ambaye anapenda maisha yake hapa duniani we lose it atayapoteza they will enter the eternal lake of fire wataingia katika moto wa milele wa jehanamu but he saying that anybody that hates 
Meaning all the time under distress. Hostilities. They are as if sometimes survival. They have to survive navigating in very dangerous ways. Hostility animosity. When they look at the sin of this world, their holy souls are distressed, tormented, and tortured. It says anybody that hates their life in this world, on this earth, will keep it for eternal life. Dividing the whole earth into two groups. Those that are enjoying life on the earth in this world and those who are tormented by the sinfulness of the generation. Then he says those that hate their life on this earth, they will enter the kingdom of God. When you look at your present day modern Christian, what do you see? Do you see somebody that is tortured, tormented because of the sinfulness of this life? That when they look at the sinfulness of this world, they decide to close the door and fast. Go straight into holy dry fast. Disconnect from the world. Switch off TV. Switch off internet news. Switch off newspapers. And go into seclusion and, and cry out to God because of the sinfulness of the generation. Dry, total holy drivers. Whereby no water, no drinking water, no eating food, no eat, no, no watching news. They lock themselves out of the world. They only listen to Jesus' Lord Radio. What do you see when you look at the present day church? Do you see people tormented by the wickedness of this hour? Or instead, do you see Christians who are now, they have entered the fashions and the fads of this generation, the immoral dressings of this world? And they are going to work like that. They are blended with the world. They have accepted one another. They have compromised with the world. They are moving on. They love their life. The moment the Lord afflicted us onto this earth and we began to cry, repent, repent and turn away from sin. Repent Nigeria, repent the nations of the earth. The whole world was shocked. They say, ah, why should we repent? We are having it easy, sweet here. Because 
a new phenomenon in church. But he's saying that those that will enter the kingdom of glory, the sin of this generation, tortures their hearts, tortures their souls, torments them. What is the Lord saying here? The Lord is saying that this world is divided into two. He's saying that the church has fallen because the church has joined the world in enjoying life on this earth, in this world. They have joined the immorality of this age. They have entered the corruption of this time. They have entered the compromise of this day. They have blended, they have not separated out as commanded by the Bible. Commanding separation. When you look at the youth discos, the youth meetings on Friday nights in this city and all over the world, in the church, they have been turned into secular discos where there is a lot of immorality going on. And yet the Lord defined his church, the church that enters eternal life. And he says, whoever serves me must follow me. And he says, and where I am, my servant also will be. That if you are truly believers serving Christ and Jesus went to the cross, you too must follow him to the cross. Pick up your cross and crucify the flesh. And he says, whoever serves him must follow him. What does it mean to follow Jesus? He says, you must follow his example while you're on this earth. That you must be ambassadors and envoys of Christ. What did Jesus do when he was on this earth that is requiring the church to follow? When Jesus was on this earth, in this world, he was the light of the world. He emitted the light of God to a dying people, to a dark world. When you look at the present day church, has she lit up the light of God to a dying generation, to a dark world? That is the meaning of follow me. That means to live the way he lived on this earth. 
to follow the example of Jesus while he was walking on this in this world. But when you look at the present day church, they have become a darkness unto the world. If you look at the inside of the church, the inner chambers of the church have become chambers of darkness. Did you understand why it is very important you listen to me tonight if you want to enter the kingdom of glory? Because Jesus defines here the church that will enter eternal life with Jehovah Yahweh in the eternal state, the new Jerusalem. Amazing and astounding, very anointed heavenly message, timely message from the two angels of righteousness. Um, before we start off, I would like to introduce our guest on the uh, blessed show right now. Uh, Senior Pastor Abby, let me introduce you. Hallelujah. Thank you so much, Senior Pastor Trey. This is Senior Pastor Abby Gilcroft. Amen. And right now, we are recapping the message uh, from March 12, 2021. The message of the Lord from the mightiest, mightiest prophet of the Lord, given on the Friday Global Revival all-night vigil service and just to take some highlights away from the teaching there was so much that was said and uh, maybe some things might have been missed maybe some people maybe at work maybe too busy and we can even just start with, with the work we heard yesterday that when it comes to loving Jesus in the scripture in Luke 14 Luke 14 if it's 27 if I'm not mistaken he talks about you have to hate your wife you have to hate your brother, yet to hate your mother, yet to hate your family members, yet to hate even yourself to be a disciple of Christ. But we know the Lord's not saying hate people, right? He's saying in comparison that the love that you have for Jesus is supposed to be so high in comparison to other people with hate. But you see that the priorities is not Jesus. In the United States of America, their priorities sometimes is even walking their dogs on Sundays. Sometimes their priorities is to go to work seven days a week because we're a generation of providence, Amen. a generation of always fending me, me, me. It's the same self-centeredness that you see. What did you take away from the message? Um, amen. The message was astounding. It was very powerful. It was very mighty. Um, the Friday Keisha, the Friday service revival that we just had. And as you were sharing, Blessed Senior Pastor Trey, the message really was a rebuke all of us here in the United States of America and we all do really need to repent because it is an endemic or a pandemic of a busy life of me, me, me and the biggest problem that we have even today in the new church is that the new believers and the pastors are too busy with their lives to prioritize Jesus as number one. And so what I mean by this is that even in the teaching that the Mice Popular shared yesterday, they said that people will use their family members as an excuse. They will say that, oh, for me, uh, I'm too busy. I cannot come to Bible study right now because my it is my daughter's birthday, you know, or, you know, maybe it's something like it's uh, our anniversary with our, my spouse. Mm. And what really 
you know, maybe some people will say, oh, well, that's not me. But what really gets every American is they're putting their job first before the Lord. And so how many Americans can say that, oh, you know, you see, for me, I, I don't go to my job, you know, first thing. I prefer to stay at home and listen to the message than going to work. Or how many can say that they're not working all day, every day for money, for gain, for self-gain. Um, and so that really shocked me in the message yesterday, but it really did go to show that we are supposed to put Jesus as our first priority, regardless of the consequences, regardless of what we might lose on this earth. Because it does say that those who lose their lives on this earth will gain their lives eternally. Amen. It's, it's very, very true. It's, you see that the ways of the Lord is completely opposite from the ways of man. That as you were speaking, the scripture of seek ye first the kingdom of God. You know, in here though, in the United States, even North America, it's the opposite. That people want to come to God on their own terms when everything's good. And if they want to come to God, they want to see the gospel prosperity. And the gospel prosperity is not going to lead us to the kingdom of God. That we're looking for so much things to provide for ourselves, to, for solutions, but what we need is repentance. Repentance is the only solution that's going to heal us from all these things, even coronavirus. People are running around for a vaccine as if Jesus never went to the cross, as they're looking for a savior. But you know that Lord Jesus suffered horrendously, was butchered, was tortured, and it wasn't just to have these people take the blood of Jesus to trample on and to use it as a license to sin. You know, it really goes to show that you know the United States of America, even North America as a continent, we all need to repent. We need to have a National Day of Repentance. Our new president, President Joe Biden, needs to understand that the servants of the Lord are here to help lead the nation to the kingdom of God. You see that in the Bible, that you see that the former governors and officials, they knew the prophets of the Lord to walk in the land. They knew that for the posterity, for the future, for it to be beneficial to them, they need to repent. They need to listen to the prophets of the Lord and you really get the prophet's blessings. But aside from what you just shared, it's really a, a thing when you hear about Christians, they say they're born again the workplace they say they love Jesus you know they say they have these things that attributes to good salvation that their salvation is, is, is well everybody likes them they're friends but the in the thick of it what defines a true Christian as we heard in the scriptures as we heard from the mightiest prophets is that you have to hate your life so when you put that in parallel with the church in North America as Christians, do we hate our lives or do we love our lives? Because the word says, whoever is a friend of the world is an enemy of God. So is it possible that us in North America, we can be Christians, but we're enemies of God? Like, do we really have to hate, like, tell us, do we really have to hate our lives to lose it? Or do we have to live this fake salvation where everything is instant, everything's on good terms? Is this the salvation that will lead us to the kingdom of God, the one that we have now? Senior Pastor, how we go? Thank you so much, Senior Pastor Trey. Um, you know, it's really shocking the message that was given, and even for me, I am still processing all that was said, because it is a big, big lie in the United States of America, in North America, and just in, even globally, it is global actually, it is global, that you can be a Christian, and that you can live your life comfortably, and that you are supposed to enjoy your life here on this earth, and you can walk into the garden, smell the roses, and just enjoy life and have fun with life. And really, like you said, um, 
in Luke chapter 14, I believe, verse 26, verse 27 on, the Messiah, Jesus, is sharing that you must hate your life. Mm. You must hate mother, father, brother, sister, spouse, children, um, in order to enter, to be a true follower of Jesus. Mm. And you can see now that there are people, even globally, in the church, though, you see people that are living their life as though it is to be lived for themselves, as though it is for, again, like we said, uh, profit for themselves, gain for themselves. So, you know, as a mother, the biggest thing that struck me was when the Mighty Prophet of the Lord shared that our life isn't supposed to be, oh, we're just watching our children grow up and enjoying that, you know, watching their milestones, you know, they are one month, and then two months, three months, four months, five, six, you know those big milestones where they start sitting up, eating, crawling, and, and they, they start growing up. And, you know, for a lot of us as Christians, we think that this is our life. We're supposed to be married as women and have children and watching them grow up and just being a mom in the house, you know? But the Messiah is saying that, no, you really leave all of those things to follow me. And that your life is supposed to be, you know, it's supposed to be where you prioritize Jesus so when you wake up in the morning, you know, you're not rushing to pick up your phone, for instance, first thing in the morning and look at your social media or to watch videos on YouTube or check the news or, you know, just go outside with your children and play with them. You're supposed to wake up first thing and prioritize Jesus first. So, you know, and that's something we do struggle with because even just having our phones, they always have those notifications ringing, digging in the earth and the world is always trying to grab your attention. But it is a daily battle, as we learned, and it really, you can tell it because of the message that we received. It's a rebuke. We have not been prioritizing Jesus first at all. Yeah, we, we have not at all. As you say, when you wake up first thing, some people go running first thing in the morning. Some people work out. They go do things. They, they go check. Uh, they go eat first thing. They don't pray. You know, as the Word says that you pray, you wait expecting me to hear His voice. The Lord is supposed to be priority, and you're right, in North America, and even the church. We have not prioritized Jesus. We put other things before Jesus. At the end of the day, we put ourselves before Jesus, our own interests. Yet, the Lord came down and used the example for us that He lived a singular life, a life singularly focused on God the Father. You know, we have to ask ourselves, have we lived a life singularly focused on God the Father? Is our life characterized by obedience? And, you know, the answer is no. You look at the church... And all over North America, go to churches, it's characterized by disobedience. Gay flags everywhere. Gay people or homosexuals are anointing altars. They're anointing people. They're baptizing people. What heaven do we expect to enter you know, as, as the United States of America? That we want heaven on our own terms, that the cloud of God has descended, and yet we want the glory to come to our own churches. Some of us even claim we have cripples walking. Where? Where, where, where are We have to really ask ourselves if... We are really Christians, and Jesus was the example that we're not just being large crowds following the mightiest props of the Lord, having free food, free hotels paid for. This generation is scared of commitment because they're scared of accountability. There's a generation of indiscipline that they want everything they wanted now, and they didn't want to count to nobody. They even think that sometimes they created God. You see it in the United States, they'll go around pocketing with a nice suit. We're the ones that created God. Yet, if we want to be Christians, if we actually want to be the example, we're living the example that Jesus set 
his life was characterized by obedience. So I wanted to ask you, as we conclude, Senior Pastor Abigail, what would it take for the church in North America, the church in the United States of America, Canada, what will it take for us to live a life of obedience the way Jesus did? Amen. Thank you so much, Senior Pastor Trey. Uh, the answer is really just one word, and that's repentance, mm. because that's what the mightiest, mightiest prophets of the Lord have been sharing with us for many, many years, over and over again, that if we repent, it has to be ourselves first, you know, that our family will repent and our nation will repent, then we're on the right road. We are on the Isaiah um, 35a onwards, the highway of holiness where the clean will walk there, the holy will walk there, but the unclean will not be there. And it is this highway of repentance that we need in the United States of America and in North America. And that is what will make such a big difference. You know, then, we, then things will follow along, sanctification, purification, and the Lord will help us. He'll see us coming, and He'll see us. The Vice Prophet Lord gave an example one time where they shared that, you know, it is a, there's a man who has, who was an alcoholic and he has a bottle in his hand and yet he's coming towards repentance and he's coming to the Lord and the Lord sees him and he's meeting him on the way and as the man's walking towards the Lord the bottle of alcohol, that alcoholism drops and is left behind mm. and even same so for the United States of America and for all North America mm. that we just need to be repentant mm. and as my prophet Lord has said it's not just you know wailing, weeping and crying and oh woe is me, I am sorry and then go back and sinning mm. no, we're talking about repentance where you say, you know what, I once used to drink alcohol every day, or every other day, and now I repent, I'm not doing it anymore. And then as the weeks go on, you realize you have not gone back, you have made a deliberate effort, a deliberate decision not to go back to drinking alcohol. And then from there on, you no longer go back. It's a, you do a 180 degree turn, whereas one time you were, you were walking south, you say, no, I repent, I'm walking north now. And you keep walking north. So here for the United States of America, and in North America, that's what we need to do. And my Pops Lord have shared mm -hmm. sackcloth and fasting, mm. three days of sackcloth, fasting, and repentance, not just prayer, not repentance of wailing and, you know, going back to sin, sexual sin, actually mm. changing. Mm. And then the Lord will see it if we are actually being genuine, if we're actually repenting, yeah. not just saying it with words, but in actions. So, you know, if you won't mind me just one more, as you see, even with Nigeria, Mm. If they had repented, as the Lord asked for them, Boko Haram would not have been there taking away the Chibok girls and all the girls in Nigeria and destroying the nation. Mm. Because if they had repented, the Lord would have defended them mm. and would have gotten rid of that beast. beast. Excuse me. And all would have been well. They would have been on the right path. Amen. It's very true what you're saying. We, we need to go back to repentance and not on our own terms. You know, some of us like to repent on our own terms, our own timing, as if the Messiah is going to come when we finish repenting. The Messiah can come any minute, and this church in the United States of America, why we are characterized as the disobedient, rebellious, stiff-necked, hard-hearted church, because we have not submitted to the true prophet. That we may repent, as you saw what happened uh, last year, they tried to hold a national day of prayer in the National Mall. Washington, D.C., in the middle of coronavirus. The Lord didn't see that. The Lord wants national repentance with the mightiest, mightiest prophets leading that repentance. Amen. And that three days of dry fasting, yes, dry fasting, no food, no water, no TV, none of that stuff. He wants 
genuine repentance, they'll reach the throne of God. That way, this nation can follow the church, because the church is supposed to be the rod of the nations, the authority of the nations. So it's very powerful, the message that we had um, on March 12, 2021, the Grand Mega Friday Vigil. And if there's anybody who have been touched by the message from the two olive trees, and would like to renew their salvation, just repeat these words. Lord Jesus, I am a sinner, and I repent of all my sins. Please wash my sins with the precious blood of Jesus. Today, I turn away from all sin, and I receive you into my heart. Today, as my Lord and Savior, please write my name in the Lamb's Book of Life, and please send me the Holy Spirit to help me live in holiness and establish your word in my heart and protect my heart. In the mighty name of Jesus, I am born again today. Amen. If you said that prayer, you've made the best decision of your life. For those in uh, North America, if you're looking for a holy Bible teaching altar, right now we're not meeting physically because of the coronavirus, the judgment of the Lord is too heavy on the land, but we do have online services, and you can find all the local contacts of the altars in the United States of America on repentusa.net. All the churches that are under the mightiest, mightiest prophets of the Lord in the United States of America, led by the Blessed Senior Archbishop and General Overseer. North America, Louis Lupo. Uh, until next time, it has been a great pleasure to serve you. With much humility, I'm Senior Pastor Tracel Cross. Thank you.